Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. Instead of don't be a stranger, the saying around here ought to be don't be stranger. Now I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I'm your host, Brian Levine, coming to you from the recording studio built here in my home just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, In this week's show in Pipe Parts, a uh, Father's Day gift-giving guide, and uh, it's got somewhat of a slant to it. So, yeah, I'll tell you about that. More Ask the Experts, and this time it is uh, Doctor of Pipes, Linwood Hines, one of the founding members of the Conclave of Richmond Pipe Smokers, uh, and, uh, you know, just another guy that's been around tobacco for, you know, over 40 years and has been smoking a pipe and collecting and retailing pipes, so uh, you get to hear that. Uh, Happy music, mailbag. And a, uh, and a and a timely uh, a timely observation rant for you. All that coming up on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. And I thought I would update you, update you on my uh, trying to use up all my partially used lighters. Are you ready for this? So, <laughs> so I found a few more. Uh, there was one in my uh, there was one in my backpack that I hadn't. <laughs> that I hadn't accounted for, and there was one in the car. So uh, I am down to three partially used lighters, and now it's getting annoying because I've got lighters in different places in the house that I like to keep them. Well, now I'm trying to carry those, yeah, those two lighters, two in my pocket, one on my desk, and I'm trying to carry them around and make sure that I'm using them up. Uh, so. I know it's neurotic, but it's something that I'm doing. Uh, the other thing that I'm doing is my electric toothbrush. Yeah, I have an electric toothbrush, and I'm trying to let the battery run all the way out because I'm old, and I think that you have to let batteries, you know, rechargeable batteries run all the way out. Uh, I've been trying to do this since the uh, first week of April, and it's still going. So uh, kudos to the Philips electron, electric toothbrush people. They make a long-lasting battery has nothing to do with pipe smoking there all right all right let's get the show rolling so everybody sit back relax fire up a bowl thank you all for tuning in and here we go this is phil morgan general manager of missouri meerschaum corncob pipes in washington missouri our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. And remember, Father's Day is uh, coming up. It's about uh, 12 days away as this show goes out. Uh, so that's what, the 21st of June? And uh, I don't think, I think it's been a couple of years since I've done a gift giving guide for Father's Day. 
But I thought, you know what, it's about time to kind of re-hit some of that because Father's Day is the perfect time to pick out a pipe. Uh, and maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe it's not so much somebody giving you the pipe, but maybe somebody letting you pick out a pipe to commemorate Father's Day. So, you know, there, there's tons of great pipes out there. Pick one out. Uh, one I wanted to point out is from uh, Phil Morgan and our friends at Missouri Meersham. It's a, they did, they're doing a legendary Father's Day combo. And here's what it is. It's a uh, Missouri Meersham etched uh, beer glass. In your choice of either, you either get a highball glass or a beer glass and a Missouri Meerschaum branded shot glass and one of their Fifth Avenue uh, straight legend pipes. So it's a pipe and two glasses, both with the Missouri Meerschaum logo on it. So if uh, if you turn this uh, if you turn this show up loud enough, maybe someone will pick that out for you. That's available on uh, corncobpipe.com. Uh, and of course, they've always got their great hats and T-shirts available and stuff like that. Uh, going over to uh, new stuff on uh, smokingpipes.com, Shacomb uh, has come out with a line of tobaccos. And it kind of reminds me of the, uh, well, I don't know if they've just come out with them, but they've been introduced to smoking pipes recently. And their premium tobaccos, 50-gram tins, retailing for $8.21. So that kind of piqued my interest because... You know, that's that's what they're on sale for at Smoking Pipes. That's that's a pretty darn good price. And, of course, it comes into the assortment of an English of uh, Virginia and a uh, and an aromatic and stuff like that. So I uh, don't know much about them, haven't seen them personally, but it's kind of fun because it's a nice little sampler set. You can do four separate tins of tobacco right there. Um, accessories are always popular. Uh, including uh, Smoking Pipes has a brand new tamper. Uh, it's a it's called Craftsman Pipes uh, tampers that are kind of gothic looking with skulls and uh, axes and spearheads coming out of them. They're they're really really fun looking. Um, not a discount item, but definitely well made, handcrafted, beautiful looking pieces that would be a lot of fun to own. All right, on the uh, somewhat uh, self-serving side, uh, I have a couple of items here in front of me that are going to be on the JDRF auctions as soon as uh, Steve the Pipe Stud Fallon is up and running, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go through them uh, kind of kind of quickly here. But from uh, from Ed at Dark Fired Leather, I have a variation of my pipe bag. And the, uh, the difference between this one and the one that I own is that the inside of it is a cloth lining, which would probably be a lot easier to keep clean. And it feels like the uh, pipe sections are just a little bit bigger than the one that I've got. But again, it comes with a shoulder strap, holds uh, four pipes, accessories, wallet, everything you need, spot on the you know, zipper pocket on the outside for your, uh, uh, for your, uh, you know, for your cell phone uh you can go on to instagram or facebook and look up dark fired leather and you'll see them there or you can wait until steve's got this one on the auction because i will definitely be bidding on it so you'll be bidding up against me and then uh from craig cedarquist of cedarcraft.com he's come out with a pipe valet and it's a good looking wood tray 
and I wish I remembered the name of the wood, but again, it's just a, it's a pretty wood tray that is designed for you to, you know, set on your lap or set on a table or set on a countertop and load your pipe on it or load your pipe in it. And that way the tobacco, and this is important because the tobacco doesn't get come into contact with anything that might be on a table. Uh, if you're rubbing out flakes, this would be a great spot to do it. You could rub out a whole bunch of flakes. And then it's notched so that there's a small spot in the front of it where you can take the tobacco that's in there and push it and funnel it back into the tin or the glass jar that you're using it in. Uh, it's one solid piece of wood. It's beautiful. I believe they retail for $75. So the website is cedarcraft, S-E-D-E-R-C-A-R-A-F-T.com. And again, this one's going to be, uh, on the JDRF auctions. Uh, and it's just a nice little, yeah, it's a nice accessory for any pipe smoker and it'll make your, it'll save your pipes too, because then your pipes won't get into contact with any dirty tables or anything like that. Um, all right, the other thing that I always suggest as a gift, yeah, pipe cleaners. Pipe cleaners, pipe cleaners, pipe cleaners. Every pipe smoker needs pipe cleaners. You need them in bristle, you need them in regular, and you might need some in extra long. I'm not a big fan of the fluffies, so don't worry about those. All right, there is a uh, Father's Day gift-giving guide and a couple of new items to look at that I think are fun. You know, tobacco's great anytime, uh, yeah especially if it's a limited edition, so grab that. If you have any suggestions of Father's Day gifts, you can post them on the Pipes Magazine radio show page right on pipesmagazine.com. And in just a moment, my discussion with expert Linwood Hines. This is Internet Radio. Have a look in your tobacco cellar. What do you see? Think of what you smoke, what you age, what you're drawn to in a blend that keeps you wanting more. That's your taste. And whether you know it or not, you've been leading that expedition since you first picked up a pipe just by smoking what you like and liking what you smoke. But the funny thing about taste, it changes and you need a wide selection to accommodate it. We at Smoking Pipes know this and you know it too. So whether you're searching for a tried and true favorite or a singular boutique mixture, we're here to help you navigate the voyage of your evolving tastes. But you're still at the helm. Smoking pipes in faithful service of the hobby. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show and joining us for Ask the Experts, as I'm calling it, is one of the experts. Um... Uh, doctor of pipes and i don't know founder of the conclave of richmond pipe smokers and former guest of the pipes magazine radio show linwood hines linwood welcome back to the show well thank you brian i'm i'm uh, i'm deeply honored after the first time i thought you would have just totally banned <laughs> me from having any further comments um i hope that i can keep that up and um Therefore, you don't have to worry about being bothered by me anymore. <laughs> well, we'll see how low you can go. How's that? 
Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> All right. All right. So the ask the experts. The first question is, uh, can you detect if well, a... Now, excuse me a minute. Excuse me. Yes, sir. I, I, I really would like to know why you're asking me all these personal questions <laughs> i mean you know it, 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 could any of this be used against me i no. mean what about that liberal ultra liberal political movement that you know may may take that some of these things wrong and and take them out of context and all of a sudden i'll be on cnn or some of that stuff and uh, oh i shouldn't have mentioned the brand name i'm sorry okay. And, um, and don't forget, you you live in the Richmond, Virginia area, the former capital of the Confederacy, and you lost the war, so get over it. Oh, uh, I knew he'd bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's your first question. Are you ready? Okay, but I'm, I'm okay. Just go ahead. I'll I'll let you know whether it's too personal. Can you detect if a pipe that has has been oil cured or not? And do you have a preference? Well, you know, to be technical, and I think that's what you're after, if the pipe is brand new, and of course you get to smoke it, and by the way, you didn't send me a new <laughs> pipe or an estate pipe to try out. No. Nope. So your question is, you know, uh, anyway... So to be technical, yes. And yes. So you can you can tell a difference on a brand new pipe oil cured versus not. Yeah, and and all seriousness aside, uh Brian, you know, I, I came up kind of with the end of the oil cured Dunhill era and then into the Bill Taylor era. Um, and which it was really my first introduction to oil cured pipes and, and getting this pipe, which was, you know, half the price of a new Dunhill, so to speak. Um, so I tasted oil cured and I tasted what that was like. And the shop that I worked in also had some Savinelli's and some of those were oil cured and, probably a little less expensive than than even the ashtons um so I, I got to experience those versus others that weren't is it good or bad probably is why you're asking this question um it's up to the relative taste and probably most anyone can taste the difference when the pipe is brand new if the pipe is an estate pipe and has been smoked regularly, I doubt any of us can tell if it's all cured until you completely get the char out um, and kind of start anew. Uh, I did some experiments a while back on some estate pipes and used the salt oil, salt and alcohol curing method and I defy anyone that has used that in a pipe to be able to say, oh, that's an oil-cured pipe, or <laughs> it's not, because to me, it draws virtually everything out in most of the taste of a of the briar at all. 
Huh. And until you fill up that inner how much, gosh knows, 16th of an inch with the oils and tars from the tobacco um, on an estate pipe after that's done, um, I don't think you can taste anything but salt. So, um, but that, again, does it mean it's good or bad? No, it's just a different taste. Yeah. Uh, I was lucky enough to get a 1950s Dunhill that was unsmoked and probably had been someone's basement for 40 years, something like that. And once you got through the mold, burnt that off, you could definitely tell still that it was all cured. And like some of Bill Taylor's pipes that hadn't been necessarily on the heat peg for a while, that one actually oozed some of the oils out in the first half dozen bowls, I'd say. Huh. Um, bless, bless Bill Taylor's heart. You know, yeah. sometimes he didn't leave them on the heat peg long enough to evacuate a lot of the oils, and they would sweat or ooze. Maybe that's a bad term. Um, some of those oils out. And that's cool, you know, and it tasted very nice and nutty and all that sort of thing. Um, as opposed to one piece of briar that's not, it's just different. Do I enjoy it? Yes. All right, moving on to the next question. Oh, fully. I had another three paragraphs to go. <laughs> what makes a pipe more of a flake pipe for you? See, now, now it's getting dangerous. Yep. And, you know, the first thing that's going to happen is Mike McNeil's going to call up and say, you abandoned your love for 2010, if you say anything different. Well, the good news is this is on the Internet, and Mike hasn't figured that out yet. <laughs> that's true. Um, I can smoke flake tobacco in almost any pipe. I enjoy flake tobaccos. I enjoy ready rub tobaccos. So to me, it's what the heck I want to smoke in the pipe tonight. Um, if you look at the technical side of it, well, people say a, a flake pipe should have a small diameter and or volume bowl. The walls should be this thick, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe that's true. And if we look at many years ago in, in let's say, Great Britain, so many of the tobaccos were flakes um, because of the reason that people made flakes and they lasted long in the tin, so to speak, um, and smoke smaller pipes. So maybe that context somewhat carried over. But let's be honest. I mean, you can have a Rich Esserman-sized pipe and smoke flake <laughs> tobacco in it and be perfectly happy human being. So there's no, uh, there's no magical size for you or shape of a bowl for you personally? In general, no. You're just a whatever size I've got, I'm going to jam it in and light it up and go. Yeah, that's kind of 
a way of thinking. I do have different procedures for different size bowls when I'm smoking flake tobacco. Those are patented and <laughs> unified. I'm not not at liberty to expose those to the world and and then everybody would you know do the same thing all right well nobody's listening what are they <laughs> I, I again i'm not going to disclose those so um we'll, we'll just go on to the next question at the next richmond pipe show feel free to ask me who linwood is and i'll point them out to you don't don't, do not, please. <laughs> All right. In that case, we'll take a break right here. When we come back, we'll have uh, more Ask the Experts questions with Linwood Hines. Being at the forefront of craft tobacco production for over 20 years, we've been involved in some rather interesting projects at Cornell from the cellar series to the small batch project, we're extremely proud of how far we've come. So moving forward, we wanted to take it back to basics, and that's what the Burley Flake series is all about. Burley is an underrated varietal, but there is a ton of nuance there. Using various condimental tobaccos to accentuate different aspects of the air-cured leaf, each blend in this series is intended to showcase different individual subtleties inherent to Burley. It's a simple concept, one that I think really speaks to the essence of what we do at CND as a crew of folks who just love tobacco. It's also really good. Cornell and Deal's Burley Flakes series, wherever fine tobaccos are sold. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show with Linwood Hines. Linwood, you ready for your next question? I believe so, yes. What is your preferred method of flame? You know, matches, butane lighter, zippo lighter, candle. Uh, and can you detect a, can you detect differences in the smoke when you use different flames? Well, of course you can. <laughs> of course. Some flames aren't as hot as the others. Some flames are too hot. Um you know, you don't want a cold flame because the pipe's just not going to light very well. Okay? Um, too hot, and there goes that beautiful pipe you just bought, and it burns right through the side walls, and you go, oh, fooey. <laughs> fooey is southern for a whole lot worse than the rest of the world. Yeah. I, you know, my wife has tried to tell me that when I'm being interviewed by the, the press, the media, like yourself, that I should not be my normal vulgar self. Okay. So what is okay. your, what's your preferred method of flame? Well, uh, tonight I'm using a butane lighter. And that's, that's just fine until the darn thing starts spitting on me. And <laughs> I will you know, tend to throw it. And then I open up the drawer here in my smoking emporium and I'll pull out the matches and the matches are great. Um, you know, as long as you let the sulfur burn off. In fact, my real preferred method 
I, we're going to go back to the political spectrum. <laughs> the daggone liberals made it so easy to be sued about this smoking thing that a tradition around the world we know of as pipe smoking was severely damaged when Bryant and May decided to not make any more Swan Vestas. Now, Swan Vestas were right up there next to stake as importance to the world, okay? And stake and Legend Brown Ale and things like that. And, you know, they, sh they shut that down because they were afraid of being sued because people smoking wasn't the, co the problem of the person, it was, you know, the weapon that was used. We're lucky that briar pipes and meerschaums and all that are still around because, I guess because the companies were so small that uh, suing them didn't make much sense <laughs> to the outside world. So, yes, I would prefer... Bryant and May Swan Vestas. However, they're gone. I'm an old man, and these regrets or these joys that I had in life are just fading away. And before you fade away, shall we move on to the next question? Okay. You're not a happy person, are you? Um, <laughs> uh, do you notice a cooler smoke with a pipe with a longer shank like a Canadian? All the way to Canada. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I would think it would be. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's probably about 800. No. Um, yes. Yes. I, I enjoy longer shanks. I enjoy longer pipes. Not necessarily church wardens, but over a certain dimension and we'll get back to that in the other one of the other questions but yes i think it is cooler it is pure physics um however the general population might take note that sometimes when you have a longer shank you end up puffing more to get a volume of smoke and we know that's the wrong thing to do so Leave the long briars for me. The rest of you all smoke short ones. Okay. So you're so you're also warning people that if you've got that longer shank, to be more careful and sip a little, sip a little more instead of puffing real hard. Either that, or just don't buy the longer shank ones, and then there'll be some left for me. <laughs> uh, now. On the on those longer so anything over you know like five and a half six inches you want as long a shank as possible with as short a stem as possible right? Oh no, not necessarily. No, you can have the long shank and a longer stem, like a normal size stem, and therefore you're smoking a Liverpool or whichever one you want to call it, um, which. You know, like a Bing Crosby type of situation. Um, and it's relative to the volume of the wood in the shank. 
So there are different properties, physical properties, that will affect the smoke. But in general, the longer the the path is to your um, mouth, the cooler the smoke will be. It's just a matter of physics. All right. Next question. Are you ready? I think so. This one's going to be tough for you. Uh, when smoking the same tobacco, why do some pipes smoke wetter than other pipes? True. <laughs> okay, next question. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, have you have you been able to figure out one thing that might make a pipe smoke wetter than another one? Yeah, see, you, you, you want technical answers. I think it's... It could be technical. However, here we go back to the socio-political situation and and what you know has affected the world. So on a particular evening, if I'm putting the same tobacco in that I put it in the pipe the night before and it smokes wetter, it's someone else's fault, not mine. <laughs> and there's my answer. So it could be you, the smoker, that is not smoking it correctly. Well, now, see, you're trying to put it back on me. I said it's someone else's fault, not mine. Ah, okay. Okay. Um, no, it's 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 never my mine my uh, fault it's never the you know cup of coffee I'm drinking or you know or the fact that I'm um, in my dotage I am slobbering in the pipe or anything like that <laughs> yeah I, I think that's what you're at that that I am you know secretly slobbering and I don't <laughs> want the world to know that Okay, then we'll move on to the next one. Are you ready? What is a specific aspect or dimension that a pipe must have in order for you to purchase it? Okay, I'll be honest here with you, Brian. I like pipes that are, in general, at least six inches long with certain bowl volumes made in certain ways um although i have lots of different ones i generally don't enjoy shorter pipes i in fact i avoid them i have tried shorter pipes and some of them smoke wonderfully it's just i didn't enjoy that aspect so when i'm looking at the pipe it has to be approximately six inches long or a little longer. I don't want extremes. Uh, bowl height, you know, we're back to the old British billiard. It has to be six inches by two inches type of thing. Yep. But particularly is bowl depth and bowl diameter. And my acute senses say, well, the volume of the bowl 
versus the thickness of the wood and the length of the pipe determine to me whether or not I will enjoy it. The piece of briar, as we know, one cannot tell what's in that briar, but typically I enjoy those dimensions that are important to me. Um, so I don't want to get off on the, the subject of what is briar and what's in briar <laughs> and all that, but um, like the pipe I'm smoking now, it's, you know, it met all of that criteria. So if it's an inch and a half deep bowl and minimum, although then, you know, I like those squat bulldogs. And they certainly don't always have an inch and a half deep bowl. But typically the bowl is a, the inner dimension is uh, larger in diameter. So you can stuff the same amount of tobacco in it. So there is an anomaly that I typically enjoy. So everything I've told you might not be exactly right <laughs> so you're so you're uh, what you're saying is your your specific aspect or dimensions that you have are very are very specific and you stick to them except for the times that you don't because you like a certain shape you you are just so astute at this uh, <laughs> i knew i'd learn something from you now let, let's so let's look at it this way with your with your standard you know, group four, group five size bowl of one and a half inches deep and three quarter of an inch tobacco chamber. If you shorten that bowl to like one and a quarter inches and then go out to, I don't know, four fifths of an inch diameter, does that make you happy? Only if it's a squat bulldog. Only if it's the one squat bulldog. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have to admit that, you know, I'm, I'm enthralled with the ODA size, particularly in the squat bulldog. Mm -hmm. I don't normally look for that in billiards, et cetera, group four, group five size. And by the way, if, if again, if Dunhill decides to listen to this and we use those, those uh, copyrighted terms, Sorry, there's a helicopter going over. See, yeah. I knew the damn, the damn commies are coming after me. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, group four is, is kind of the minimum for me when you think of that. I know a lot of times you smoke um, a little smaller size mm -hmm. pipe than I do. The Danish tend to be a little smaller sometime in the... The British do too, um, Americans, but I ain't going smaller than that. Okay. I just don't enjoy the bowl being that close to my face. Except for the squat bulldog. So to every no, it's to, it has to be certain length. Oh, okay. So you do yeah, have some steadfast rules that stick even to your exceptions. Absolutely. Therefore <laughs> I have, you know, certain priorities that, can only be broken thus uh, thus the perfect yeah. example of a pipe smoker yeah it's it's kind of like the best system is a random one 
<laughs> All right, next question. Are you ready? Yeah. Do you prefer your bowl, your pipes bowl-coated or not? No. Is it a deal-breaker for you if the pipe that you like is bowl-coated? Typically, no, because the first thing I'll do is remove that bowl-coating. Why do you like them uncoated? Oh, boy. Let's see. <laughs> How can I say this without using uh, an example? Um, I can't say it without using an example. And um, no, I don't want to go there. Do you? I, I just I I like the naked wood. Um, I, I think it's better. Yes, I will use for the first bowl or two some moisture. Maybe even if I get up off my duff, I might mix some water and honey. Um. And, and a lot of times I'll do that when I um, refurb an estate pipe um, just to get some of the sugars, et cetera, back in there. Because, again, the alcohol that you use to, to um, what's the word I want, I guess, sanitize the bowl and to draw out tars and all that sort of thing will leave the wood rather dried out. Okay. So a bowl coating would make sense, but I just don't typically like the bowl coatings in general. Do you think, is it because some bowl coatings have a, have a taste to them that you don't like, or is it because you'd rather taste the wood? Uh, again, very good. Very good point. I'd rather taste the wood. I'd rather see what the wood is doing. If there's saps, etc., in the wood, I want to taste them. I want to figure out what it is. After all these years of smoking a pipe, you know, some of the best pipes that were from the beginning when I started working at the tinderbox were Irish seconds that were naked. I mean, uh, naked. They, you know, they had no stain no wax nothing and i just enjoy that aspect of that first light tasting the briar etc and of course all that goes away after two or three bowls so um when you started putting a cake in it but yeah and and the only advice that i'll the only the only caution that i'll throw onto this is that uh you know Linwood's been smoking a pipe for I don't know I think Sir Walter Raleigh sold him his first bale of tobacco uh, so that was what 1600s um, you know so the bowl you know the, the bowl coating does help protect the pipe a little bit from abuse or misuse where you know what you're doing because you've been doing it for so long now yeah you say so but you know if I see something that excites me you know while i'm smoking my pipe i can get one mighty hot you know <laughs> all right and the final question is and this one i'm looking forward to your answer is there one pipe that you owned and got rid of that you wished you could get back or a pipe you saw for sale that you regret not buying 
Now, you know, everybody's going to answer yes to that. Uh-huh. Uh, every one of the people, unless you you ask a complete novice. Yeah. So you, you have to know that. And <clears throat> through all the years, you know, four or five that I've been smoking a pipe. Yeah, and 45? Finding new oh. and estate pipes. Yes. Um, and fortunately, my memory's not good enough now at my age to be able to remember those regrets. Um, and, and that's probably the better for my psyche. Otherwise, <laughs> I probably should just jump off the face of the earth, you know. Um, I, I'll tell you, and speaking of bowl coatings, there was one that I regret, and it's a long story, but basically I was, <clears throat> I was given a brand-new Cheriton extra-large freehand. This was back in approximately 1980. Um, it was because our shop sold so many very nice Cheritons, and and it just happened to become popular in the Richmond area at that time, and we sold them, and we ordered more and more. <clears throat> so, as an appreciation, I was given this very very nice, straight, perfectly shaped Bell Dublin, straight grain, all the way around. It probably should have been three grades up than what it was graded. In fact, it didn't even have a grade stamp on it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it was apparently they did this. Lane Limited did this for some people that as an appreciation gift. And. At that time, there was no way on earth that I could have afforded such a pipe. You know, I, I was putting Peterson seconds on layaway, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you were buying packs of cigarettes at three easy payments. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm just proud as punch and... I, you know, I even waited to get through the excitement of this for another day. Um, I had to work the next day at the tinderbox, and it was very slow. And I said, now is the time to light this up. There are no customers coming in. I mean, I, I put, you know, cubic micromillimeters of tobacco in it just to, to make sure <laughs> everything was perfect. <laughs> I, you know, this is, I probably had filled it three quarters the way up, uh, very gently, probably with a match, by the way, lit it, you know, tamped it down very, very softly. The charring light was done. It went out, I strike another match to it. And I took two wonderful puffs. And pow! <laughs> oh no! Right out the side wall of the pipe. <laughs> I'm up to a whole three millimeters in diameter. Burnt out. Wow. So yes, 
there is a pipe that I regret not being able to get back. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one that I remember. Thank you for asking. So, oh, golly. And, yeah, the one that I missed on eBay about two weeks ago, you know, that would have been the perfect pipe. Gee, many Christmas. <laughs> Gee, many Christmas, that would have been perfect. But, you know, when it goes up above a certain figure, um, they're just smarter and better healed people than me. Yeah, and that's the, that's the other thing. When I, when I ask this question, I know all of us, all of us have a pipe that we regret getting rid of or, you know, we traded it away and we regret it or we didn't have the time to buy it or whatever. Uh, the, you know, the timing to buy a pipe wasn't right and we consistently look for stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, we all have to understand that, yeah, you know what, we're, we're, we're going to make mistakes. We're not going to be in the right position at the right time all the time. And some days you're the dog other days you're the fire hydrant right yep um and sometimes just things step in front of you you know um or somebody that's a good friend gets your pipe <clears throat> i'm not gonna say who page sims uh and <laughs> just you know won't get it back to you Paige Sims of the Squat Bulldog uh, Collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'll make sure he listens. <laughs> Linwood, thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing this, and I'm, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing you in Richmond in October. Hopefully, hell or high water, and the creek don't rise. And look forward to seeing you. I hope we'll have time to smoke a bowl together, October second and third at the Sutliff Pipe Tobacco Factory. I, you know, I can't even think of which, how many this will make the core show or gathering, we call it now, because it's truly a gathering rather than necessarily the old style show, because we're gathering all our friends together and having a wonderful time. And thanks to the generosity of Sutliff and we're, we're just going to have a, a great time. It's going to be a larger show than last year and two days worth so we're gonna have a doggone good time i'm looking forward to it thanks again for coming on thank you brian take care we'll be back in just a minute a savinelli pipe is a testament to a long legacy fortified by well-worn hands and destined to be enjoyed for generations for over 150 years, Savinelli has been dedicated to sourcing the world's finest briar, committed to pushing the boundaries of pipe design, and devoted to the tradition of Italian pipe making. Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. And like you, there can only be one Savinelli. This is Internet Radio. And we are back. I uh, I hope you're enjoying these Ask the Experts. I hope you noticed that uh, contrary to the others that we've played already, Linwood had some some different points of view and some different ideas. Uh, it's kind of, it's getting fun. A uh, couple more to go on those. 
All right, for music, again, staying with happy music, and this is a song that I was first introduced to at a Newsboys concert because it is a Newsboys song, and uh, it's called Something Beautiful, and just, just listen to the lyrics.
from the 2006 album Go. It's uh, Newsboys. You can find out more about uh, Newsboys by going to newsboys.com. In fact, I know they're going out on the road again uh, here in a couple of weeks doing some uh, drive-in theater performances. So that should be fun. You've got mail. You've got mail. You've got mail. And remember, if you have a comment or question, you can email me directly, brian, B-R-I-A-N, at pipesmagazine.com, or you can post it on pipesmagazine.com. And I got an, in, an email from Linwood this week, going back to the tamping issues, and he said, applying critical thinking and sound engineering, I have determined that our tampers have been wrong, inefficient, and harmful to our pipes for centuries. What is needed are tampers that match the standard diameters of the pipe chambers minus a few millimeters to allow for some cake to build, but large enough diameter and long enough to precisely fit that particular bowl. A pipe man should have a set of these tampers in the different diameters necessary for the varied pipe bowl inner diameters. Imagine the Esserman tamper. It would make some men jealous. <laughs> so he brings up a good point. Yeah, I guess if you had a tamper that was the yeah just uh, just the same, almost the same size as your bowl, you'd be able to tamp straight down and get those edges. So I've been working on that, uh, kicking that idea around a little bit. I haven't done much with it, but uh, kicking it around. Uh, going back to uh, last week's show with uh, Sykes as the expert, uh, Renfield writes another enjoyable installment of Seven Questions with another great guest. Sykes is always entertaining. And then he also says, I agree with your rant on the binging of a TV series. If a show is worth watching, it benefits greatly from having a week to ponder, discuss, and appreciate, especially with friends. From writing to the photography, there are so many things to delve into that get missed when a show is consumed like a snack and not a meal. So that, yeah, goes, makes perfect sense to me. Uh, and uh, Sheldon writes, always great to hear Sykes. And then actually, Brian, people aren't necessarily the world's leading authorities on their own opinions. Socrates demonstrated that quite a while ago. So I'm going to get more information on that, I promise. Uh, Corned Beef kept it short and sweet and says, Great show. Thank you, Pipes Magazine and Smoking Pipes and Sykes. Uh, and then uh, Dino writes, Again, congratulations to Sykes on having the honor of Doctor of Pipes conferred upon him. And he was a treat to listen to for the seven questions. It's good to hear from a fellow ADD sufferer. Um, Harry Connick Jr. is always fun. The new soul of New Orleans. Totally agree on the rant. Thanks, Dino. You are welcome, Dino. Yeah, love some Harry Connick Jr. In fact, it, that's part of the reason why I can't watch the movie Independence Day is because Harry Connick Jr. gets killed. Uh, and then uh, Casey Ghost goes on to say, Congratulations to Sykes for receiving the Doctor of Pipes Award. It was well-earned. Sykes knows a lot about the pipe business, but seems a little weak on the actual smoking of the tobacco. He seemed like just another guy who smokes pipes who somehow got miscast in the role as an expert. Seemed like there was a logical fallacy in your rant, but it was entertaining. Yeah. Uh, so, so the interesting thing about some about these experts that I've got is they come at this all from a slightly different angle. 
and Sykes is more into the art of the pipes and the history of the pipes and the shape of the pipes and less, uh, I guess, uh, less about the detail of the smoking process. So it, it's interesting to see that. And then you compare that with, uh, you know, with somebody like, you know, like Linwood just now who comes at it from a whole different standpoint. So different points of view and all, you know, all interesting. So hopefully everybody can take something away from that. Uh, again, comments, questions, email me, Brian at pipesmagazine.com. Uh, last call for JDRF auction stuff. Uh, hopefully Steve will have his shop up and running here shortly. So if you've got anything, email me. I would greatly appreciate it. We've got a good bunch of stuff here included. Uh, just got a uh, Pimo uh, guide to uh, how to make a pipe and a, uh, and a, <laughs> and a pre-drilled stummel from uh, uh, Steve Norse at Vermont Freehand. Uh, all good stuff. So looking forward to that. Again, last call. And then finally... Uh, you know, Father's Day gift related. Well, uh, you may have seen them at a pipe show because that's the only place I've had them really, but I have Pipes Magazine radio show hats and buttons. And I will be posting pictures on my Instagrams and on the, uh, on my Facebooks and all that. Uh, a hat and a button shipped anywhere in the United States, $30 each. That includes uh, priority mail shipping as soon as the boxes get here, hopefully. Uh, that includes priority mail shipping anywhere in the United States, $30 each, and all the proceeds from that are going directly to the JDRF fundraiser. So uh, that's while supplies last because I'm not going to make any more. So once, they, once they're gone, they're gone. I'm going to keep a couple for myself, but um, I've got a good, I've, I've got a few of them, so don't rush out but uh again that's going to be thirty dollars each for a baseball hat with the pipes magazine logo on the pipes magazine radio show logo and a button delivered priority mail to you so not a bad father's day gift either and all the proceeds go to the jdrf to help find a cure for uh diabetes so all right in uh, just a moment rant time There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Always said, always, if you smoke a pipe and you smoke tobacco in it, you're a friend of mine. I don't care what kind of pipe it is. I don't care what kind of tobacco it is. Whatever the blend is, whatever the type of pipe is, however much it costs, you're a friend of mine. Well, and I think you as a pipe smoker, you can't be a prejudiced person and be a pipe smoker. Because otherwise, if you're if you're a prejudiced person and you're a pipe smoker and you only like uh, you only like English tobaccos and you don't like any other tobaccos. Well, you're not, and you don't like the people that smoke them. 
Well, you're, you're, you're wrong because you can't do that. It's impossible. Each one of us pipe smokers is so unique, so different from each other because we have our own very personal ways of enjoying stuff that you can't be prejudiced. Otherwise, you'd never have a pipe smoker as a friend. And to top that off, you can't be prejudiced because most of the pipes that we have in our hands, most of those... The briar comes from Italy, Greece, Spain, and Northern Africa. Most of the tobaccos that we have in our hands, those tobaccos are processed and the tobaccos themselves are grown in the southeastern United States, Canada, Africa, Asia, and Brazil. And then they're all processed in different factories where most of those factories now are in. The two big ones are in Denmark. There's some others in Germany, there's a couple in the United States, and there's a couple in England. So you can't be prejudiced because you've got all those different people around there. In fact, most of you that are smoking handmade pipes, if there's ebonite, well, guess what? That ebonite comes from Germany. That's the best ebonite. That's what most, bri- that's what most pipe makers use. So I don't see how you as a pipe smoker can be prejudiced because we embrace so many different people, so many different cultures, so many different points of view and personalities. And that's the fun of being a pipe smoker is all these different people and all these different histories and all these different backgrounds of where pipes come from and how we enjoy them. So there you go. That's my, uh, that's my rant observation for today. Uh, remember again, comments, questions, email me, Brian at pipesmagazine.com. You want to travel, travel stuff, Brian.levine at mei-travel.com or uh, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, whatever, you know, get a hold of me. I'll help you out however I can. Uh, iTunes ratings reviews are much appreciated. Anytime you get a chance to go do that. With that, thank you to uh, Linwood for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in, and until next time. the clouds when we're together just sing a song and think about sunny weather making me all warm and fuzzy inside. Then I realized I just spilled my coffee on my pants.